Hi guys, welcome back to the Boss Girl Bloggers podcast. Today I have a super exciting episode for you and it's all about time management. For the longest time, people have asked me what my daily blogging schedule was like as a full-time blogger and I am going to finally share hopefully some helpful tips on how I manage my time daily and what I like to focus on to help me accomplish my blogging goals. Since my daily schedule is always changing, I figured it would be helpful to share what I do monthly and weekly as well. I will say don't beat yourself up for if some reason you can't stick to a consistent schedule. However, having a set schedule in place has really helped me take my blog to the next level. When it comes to turning your blog into a money-making full-time job, It's important to treat it like it's your job already. Even before my blog was my full-time job, I made sure to treat it as if it already was. It takes a lot of self-discipline to make the whole blogging full-time thing work. You don't have a boss to tell you what to do and what to work on or when, you know, projects and deadlines are due. It's up to you to make sure that you are meeting your deadlines and making the time for your blog. It seems time management is something that a lot of bloggers struggle with. I asked, you know, in my Boss Girl Bloggers group, what do you struggle with most when it comes to your blog? And a lot of bloggers answered, time management. I just don't know how to find the time to work on my blog. So I first want to talk about my monthly blog tasks. And these are things that I try to do every month for my blog. A quick disclaimer Life happens and sometimes my schedule is not perfect and I'll definitely admit that. However, I do try my absolute best to stick to these tasks. The biggest tip I could share is to not burn yourself out. Blogging is a lot of work and we wear a lot of hats. Sticking to a schedule is helpful, but if you start to feel overwhelmed, it's okay to take a step back. Be kind to yourself. So the first thing that I try to do every month is create a blog vision. Essentially, every month I like to map out my blog vision and I do this by using my planner to map out what blog posts I need to publish and by which day. This is a rough vision but I try my best to follow through. Something that they don't usually tell you about blogging full time is how self-disciplined you need to be which is why I keep repeating this. Setting deadlines for yourself and sticking to them is tough, but it makes a huge difference and that's where having a monthly blog vision comes into play. So I like to keep an ongoing list of blog post ideas in my notes on my phone and I keep track throughout the month of any ideas that come to mind so when it's time to create my monthly blog vision, I can easily pull up that list and plan out what days I want each of those blog posts up by. Now the second monthly task that I like to do is an email list cleanup. Not everyone is the same way I am about their email list, but for me, I'd rather have a smaller, more engaged email list than a large email list who just never opens any of my emails. I like to go through once a month and clean up my email list. If someone hasn't opened up any emails in like a month or two, then I consider them to be uninterested. And you can also see how many subscribers have opened but never clicked. And getting rid of subscribers who aren't actively opening and reading your emails can help you build a more engaged email list. Not to mention, it can help you save money too. I use um, I use MailerLite as my email list builder, and once you reach over 1,000 subscribers, you have to start paying, and I don't want to pay for inactive subscribers because that just seems like a waste of money. 
So doing this email list cleanup is pretty helpful. Now the third monthly blogging task is a Google Analytic in-depth overview. I also try to do this in-depth overview of my Google Analytics at the end of every month. I look to see which blog posts performed the best and which platforms directed the most traffic to my blog. If you don't study your analytics, you could potentially be missing out on increasing your blog traffic. Knowing which content is most popular can help you create your content in the future. You need to know what your audience likes if you want to keep them coming back for more. Now, something to know is traffic goes up and down daily for many reasons. Checking your stats daily can cause a lot of stress and unnecessary freakouts, so don't panic. Instead, check your stats monthly and compare it to the previous months to see how you can improve. I also like to keep a notebook or Google Doc with details on what I did each month to drive traffic so I can compare previous months to current months. This helps me to see what strategies are working and what strategies might be a total flop. On top of that, I also like to focus on my social media goals. Just like my Google Analytics, I like to create monthly social media goals for myself, and at the end of the month, I check my growth. I also check my Instagram and Twitter analytics to see which content performed the best and which times are the best to post, and then I create new social media goals for the following month. And another monthly task that is similar to that that is a must for me is doing a Pinterest analytics review. If you have been following me for a while, then you know I swear by Pinterest to grow my blog traffic. Pinterest brings my lifestyle blog over 140,000 blog views a month, and it brings my marketing boss girl bloggers blog over 80,000 blog views a month. If you struggle with Pinterest, then I highly recommend my affordable Pinterest with Elf course, which I will link in the notes of this episode. So be sure to check that out. But at the end of the month, I like to see how my pins performed on Pinterest. This helps me decide what content I should focus on the following month. And I like to see what pins performed well and which boards were the most engaged and make adjustments to my Pinterest strategies when needed. Checking this out helps me realize which pin design my audience is most drawn to and which pin titles help increase my clicks. Just like blog traffic, Pinterest views go up and down all the time, so if you find that you are having a big decrease in Pinterest views, try not to panic. Pinterest views aren't the most important analytic anyway. Instead, look into your analytics and see which pins bring you the most clicks, and then try to recreate pins that go viral. A new strategy that I have been testing out is creating two to three new pins each day for popular performing blog posts. I upload the new pins directly to my most engaged related board and this has helped grow my Pinterest views to over 6 million and my blog traffic to over 140,000 monthly. So it's definitely worth trying out. The next monthly task is always fun, and this is figuring out brand sponsorships. Once a month, I look through my blog vision and figure out what brands I want to pitch to for potential sponsorships. I have a month worth of content in front of me, so as I look at my content schedule, I think about which brands I love and could incorporate into some of my blog posts. Then I start pitching to them about possible sponsorships, which you will see in my weekly blogging tasks list. I like to keep a list of brands that I want to pitch to in my notes as well as their emails. 
And the best way to find emails to pitch to is by using Google to search specifically for the brand's PR email, or you can use LinkedIn to try and find a direct PR contact for specific brands. Not every brand is going to answer you back and that's okay. Don't get discouraged. And not every brand is going to say yes, but you don't know unless you try. So now let's talk about the blogging tasks that I try to do weekly. The first task that I try to do weekly is pin creation and scheduling. This is part of my Pinterest strategy and that is creating and scheduling new pins weekly. I will usually create 12 to 16 new pins weekly and choose one day a week to schedule them to Tailwind. And Pinterest loves fresh pins, which is why I try to do this weekly. And like I said before, I have been testing out a new strategy where I schedule my blog pins to Tailwind for the week, but then I also create two to three new pins daily, and it's been working really well. If you don't use Tailwind, I highly recommend it. It's a pin scheduling tool that helps you consistently pin throughout the day. I'll leave my affiliate Tailwind link in the notes if you want to sign up. And also, my Pinterest course breaks down how to use Tailwind to grow your Pinterest and blog traffic so you won't be left in the dark using the tools that I'm recommending. Now the second weekly task that I try to do is bulk photography. I'm just trying to get better at doing this every week because it is kind of difficult for me. Um, Just like when pitching to brands, I take a look at my blog vision and I see what images I might need that week for new content. And then I try to pick a day once a week to take all the photos that I need. And this helps content creation run smoothly throughout the week so that I'm not struggling to come up with photos last minute. And then on top of the bulk photography weekly, I also do pitched sponsor, um, <laughs> pitch to brands for sponsorships weekly as well. I usually try to choose a Tuesday or Thursday to do this because I find that I stand out more in the inbox on those days than I do during the weekends. So now let's talk about content creation, aka when do I write my blog posts and when do I get them up. So ideally I try to write one to two new blog posts a week and sometimes if I'm feeling inspired I'll write more but that usually allows me to get a head start if I do write more. Um, for the following week. So, you know, if you do find yourself getting random bursts of inspiration, I definitely recommend to act on that because I find the best blog posts are actually written when you're feeling inspired. It's so easy for me to write 3,000 plus words in like a few hours when I'm feeling inspired. I try my best to stick to a schedule with my blog content, but life does get in the way. If you have a solid content marketing strategy and you are consistently showing up across your social media platform, your audience won't go anywhere, but you need a solid content marketing strategy. I swear by it. So again, just keep a good eye on your blog vision and try your best to keep up with your blog vision so that you're consistently putting out content that you know your audience will love and that you love, but If you do fall behind, having a content marketing strategy that you keep up with consistently, especially Pinterest marketing, will allow you to keep getting those blog views even on days that you do not post. And my last weekly task is Instagram giveaways. 
I know Instagram giveaways are very controversial in the blogging influencer community. I get it. If you know me, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. When I first started my Instagram, I was growing great. And then my account was at a standstill. I couldn't reach 10,000. I tried really damn hard. It was a huge goal of mine, and I really wanted to hit it. I tried everything the experts suggested. I switched up my hashtags. I looked at my posting times. I made engaging captions, tried a curated Instagram feed, played on my Instagram stories, and nothing worked. I got followers every day, but everyone unfollowed a day or two later. And it was just impossible to reach an audience who wasn't bloggers or business owners. So what did I do? I caved and I researched how the heck were bloggers growing on Instagram and targeting an audience that was not other bloggers or business owners. I ended up figuring out that 90% of them were participating in Instagram giveaways. And, you know, not a lot of people like to admit that they participate in Instagram giveaways because they find it to be tacky. And I get that. But I'll be the first to admit that growing on Instagram organically is super hard for me. So, yes, I do participate in Instagram giveaways. It's my account and I do what I want with it. And I still find that my audience is engaged and that's all that really matters to me. So, I researched different kinds of giveaways and then I tried them out. And this is my experience. I don't work with the giveaway companies who want to charge an arm and a leg like $100, $400 or more for a buy-in that promise thousands of followers. And here's why. When I do Instagram giveaways, I like to moderate my growth. And those kinds of giveaways that, you know, promise thousands gain way too quickly, which makes it hard for me to weed out the bots, the fake accounts, and the spam. I don't want fake accounts, I don't want spam, I don't want bots, and it's just a waste, it's just like a vanity number, it's like they're not going to engage with my content, so why do I want them following me, it's just not, you know, like it's not about the numbers, it's more so just about me reaching an audience that will engage with me. And then, on top of that, the niche is usually too broad when you participate in giveaways like that, which makes it harder to gain a targeted audience, which is something that does matter to me. So yes, I have participated in giveaways that are more affordable, a $15 to $40 buy-in, and they bring a more manageable, targeted audience. These giveaways are a smaller gain, but it makes it easier for me to make sure that the audience I am gaining is not bots, spam, or fake accounts. And I have put together my own giveaways before with other bloggers, but for me, it's a lot of work um, to just kind of get bloggers who trust you and want to participate in collab. It's hard. It's hard to find them. And it's also stressful because if the giveaway doesn't perform well, it feels like that's all on you and that it's all your fault even when it's not. So when participating in giveaways, I try to choose ones that are related to my niche and I also want to just make sure that the audience that I'm gaining is real and not spam. So that's my personal experience and I also definitely say don't participate in too many giveaways because it might annoy your audience so keep that in mind too. Um, I probably have made a few bloggers roll their eyes at me with giveaways before but at the end of the day, it's just, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do and if you don't like what I do, then that's on you and for me personally, I'm always honest with my audience. I'm not going to sit here and say, 
that my following on Instagram grows organically when it doesn't because I definitely do participate in giveaways and I'm also wanting to learn how to participate in ads. At the moment, Instagram feels like a pay-to-play type of thing, so I'm going to do what I can to work with the algorithm until, you know, maybe a new social media drops. Who knows? But that's just my opinion anyway. So next, we're going to move on to daily blogging tasks. This is tough for me because every day is different. And what I usually do is I create a daily task list for things that I need to get done. I like to prioritize my task list from most important to least important. And then I take my first task and I set a reasonable timer for how long I have to complete that task. Once the timer goes off, I move on to my next next task. It's like a tongue twister. Um, if the task is not completed by the time the timer goes off, I move it to the bottom of my list and I go back to it after. I find this to be the best strategy because it allows me to work on each task without focusing too long on one task over the other. It's really easy for me to get caught up on one task when I don't set a timer. Before I know it, I'm working on this one specific task for three hours and I just don't have time to do anything else. So setting timers really helps me. And some of my daily tasks include client work. I am a Pinterest manager and I am constantly working on my client's accounts. So that's a must. Um, I also have my own Facebook group of over 36,000 members, Boss Girl Bloggers, um, and I try to engage in my Facebook group daily. It's super important to do that. So, and if you're not a part of that group, definitely check it out. I would love to have you. The third ta uh, daily task that I try to do is engage on social media, whether it be like Instagram or Twitter. That's super important just because showing up on social media daily, you know, keeps me in the eyes of my audience. I also create new pins daily on Canva and upload those, um, so that's another daily task that I make sure to do. I like to have brainstorming sessions daily, and this is when I just sit there and just write what's on my mind, write blog posts that come to my mind, and just kind of brainstorm ideas that I'm, you know, money-making ideas or new product ideas, new blog post ideas, things like that. Um, Another task that I do daily is answer emails from clients, from brands, just junk emails, go through my emails, delete emails that I don't need or like that I'm not interested in, things like that. And then lastly, I try to edit and update old blog content daily. I don't like to just edit and upload all my content at once because it's just tedious to me. And it can be very time consuming. So I find that doing this daily and just working on a few old blog posts each day is super helpful, as well as like trying to figure out SEO strategies. Right now, that's um, top on my list. So it honestly just truly depends on the day and what needs to get done. Not every day is the same, and prioritizing and setting timers to get what I need to get done is key to keeping my daily tasks you know, running smoothly, I guess you could say. Now, before I close out today's episode, I wanted to just give a few tips on staying productive besides, you know, setting timers and using your task lists. I also find that it's important to eliminate distractions. And this includes things like 
Netflix, social media, any loud background noise. Focus is extremely important when it comes to getting things done. I feel like in today's society, we are surrounded by distractions and it's so easy to lose our focus. I am guilty of it too. When I work on, you know, writing a new blog post, I make sure to hide my phone and I don't grab it until I'm done because I can be so easily distracted by social media. And I also sometimes, you know, want to have like a Netflix show on in the background, but that can also be a distraction. So just having nothing on in the background really helps my focus. And another thing that I learned from working from home is that having a set routine, just like you would for work, helps a lot. I like to wake up and then this doesn't always happen, but I find that when I actually get ready and make myself look presentable, I feel more motivated. So I also need to have like a set time that I begin my work and a set time that I put it away because it's so easy for me to want to sit there and just work all day and all night because I am just so passionate about what I do. But setting boundaries for yourself and making sure that you are doing more than just working 12 to 15 hours a day is super important. When I first started my blog and wanted to make it a full-time thing, I got so consumed in just the hustle that I would forget to eat. And eventually I became really thin and even like my friends and family noticed and, you know, they tell me, wow, Lauren, have you been eating? Like you look really thin, like what's going on? Don't look too good. And, you know, it, it did take a toll on just my mental health and just my overall physical health too. It's never good. So make sure you're setting time to eat and like give yourself breaks and have a time where you actually shut off your computer and just put it all away. I know it's so easy to just get caught up in the hustle, but I don't want people to do that the way that I did because I was definitely caught up in the hustle. And yes, it might have gotten me to where I want to be, but was it the healthiest option? No, definitely not. So that's just my personal opinion. But anyway, I hope you found this super helpful. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot and tag me on social media or leave a review. It's always fun talking with you guys. Until next time.